0: Welcome to the Buy Box Bandits Podcast.
1: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Buy Box Bandits Podcast. Fantastic news for you guys listening to this within the first week, six weeks of this episode being live. Back to school is here. Again, a lot of questions about it in my DMs. Stuff starting to pop off. Um, School supplies, office supplies, calculators, crayons, backpacks, a lot of clothing, a lot of sneakers a lot of stuff like that starting to really go up in price. And last year, Michaela, FBA Michaela, who's joining us today was really able to break out and crush and really, really grow during back school. And it was the same way with Garrett and I two years ago. So we figured this was, you know, a good place to start basically, but Michaela, thanks for joining us for anyone who's not familiar with you. You want to give us the little kind of, you know, one or two minute breakdown of your story. Um, all the medical school stuff, everything like that. And we'll not rolling then?
0: Yeah. So I actually started reselling about two years ago. Now um, I was, bought in consoles and and some sneakers um some gpus and stuff and then i started my ebay store about three or four months later um obviously the kind of the crash with the gpu market and people were just getting consoles left and right so my ebay store kind of fell off and one of my friends actually had an amazon store the first time i actually started selling on amazon i quit because i couldn't get engaged and i thought it was like this really hard process it really wasn't at all (laughs) 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 it wasn't at all but you know um and then i was like well maybe i can find some other stuff to do because i was on medical deferment because i had surgeries from from previous injuries and so i couldn't go to medical school at that time and i couldn't work a traditional job so i was like man i have to figure out a way to kind of make some money to pay off my student loans so then i cycled back through to amazon again about a couple a couple months later and i was in a tiny little mentoring group with one of my botting like one of the botting discords that i was in and yeah pretty much from there i've grown i've i did 1.3 million in my first uh year and i'm on track to do hopefully double that sweet
2: so back to school is you know september august november that area when your second time around did you start taking it more seriously for context
0: um i took it a lot more seriously whenever i started seeing like the results and that was during back to school um, when I hit my first like 10 K month in profit, that's when I was like, okay. And before this, actually I was planning on going into medical school and I wasn't doing, I was probably doing like two or 3000 in profit a month. And like, that was good at that time, but it wasn't anything that was considered like a full-time job. But then like my ankle was messed up again and I had that mm-hmm. surgery again. So then I kind of just like took the leap before I really had like solidified results and then when back to school happened and i did my first 100k a month and i did my first 10k in profit that's when i was like this is when i really need to take this seriously and kind of make it work because if not i'm going to do something that i don't like
1: <laughs> right yeah. and that's like the perfect motivator for this stuff and i think a lot of people don't conceptualize how much it would suck to sit there legitimately for decades and do like 40 years yeah so much easier to work hard on a business right and you, you know what i mean like we're pretty lucky. Like a lot of the stuff is pretty fun, especially when you do it with your friends, right? Because it's a lot of the work, you know, for like a mature online arbitrage business is just kind of like talking to your friends about something, <laughs> like, you know what I mean, besides checking out and everything. But yeah, I think that's a really powerful motivator. And I use that stuff in my own, you know, all the time. Um, in terms of navigating ad. To give some like direct tactical context, could you walk through like, I did my first uh, 10K revenue month this month first 100k revenue this month just to get some context for people who maybe haven't heard our prior episodes we've done
0: yeah i did 10k my first month and not in profit but in revenue and then i think my it was my fifth month i did my first 100k month and then my first 10k profit was my fifth month and then like i said by the end of my 12 months i did 1.3 million
1: that's fire yeah and then what does the current operation look like
0: um, right now it, I'm doing a ton of FBM. So like my numbers are as strong as they once were. And I'm also um, diversifying my income streams and putting profits into, I'm actually getting ready to close on two houses next week.
2: Did you so say I've are or not or are? Are not as strong as they once were? They're
0: not as strong. <laughs> no.
1: They're not as strong. Now I've, I've been focusing on a lot of, a lot of other different you doing a lot of cool as stuff, well. though. Yeah, seriously, and that's the thing. It's like knowing how to do this stuff spreads into all that. You can't buy houses if you don't have cash flow, right? Mm-hmm. You can't start doing wholesale if you don't know how to do what, for the most part, right? You know, you mm-hmm. can't open a prep center like you've been able to do too if you don't have the connections in the community, right? Like you invented the modern box picture, I would say, <laughs> um, for sure. We, we, I, I figure we, we could definitely give credit where credit's due on that. I would say, you no, know, that's funny. The the because uh, we used to do box pictures back in the day, but we wouldn't be in. <laughs> Right, right. And, be and and it's like we see that they're stacked up, and you got you got the the ankle brace on too. Oh and yeah. Oh, yeah. I do remember that. yeah. Jimmy yeah.
2: Jimmy has a pretty iconic box picture that goes around. He does. It's always it's always the same one in circulation.
1: Facts. I know exactly the way because because that's back when he was doing his own prep too. It
2: was, yep, yep, mm-hmm. yep.
1: Cool. So, okay. So yeah, let's let's dig in. Okay. So back to schools right now. Um so people who are listening who a lot of people are listening who haven't had that first breakout month, right? How do we go ahead and do that, right? What types of products are people selling? I figure we should start there, right? It's exactly what you think it is, right? Crayons, calculators, office supplies, anything kids would buy for their – or parents would buy for their kids. Shoes, clothing, backpacks, stuff like that. One thing I've been seeing from a lot of people is actually – I mean outlets, some of these discounted local stores, retail arbitrage, buy, pick up, list today, FBM, sell today, learn quite literally a month quicker than someone else who buys a product online, who sends it into FBA, it's not Ooh. available for two or three weeks, and you had to wait a week potentially for it to come in, that person who went in store for retail arbitrage, sure, they took more time to do it and go and drive there and you know scan stuff with Selleramp things like that, but... Did they really spend more time or do they save a ton of time because they learn weeks quicker, getting the feedback from purchase? I would argue the other way, right? Cause all of us, mm-hmm. especially when we're new, we were kicking ass with FBM. That's a big, big thing. Basically. I'm curious your guys thoughts on that and just like, where should people be looking? Like, what are the strategies people should be using?
0: Um, definitely FBM right now is I, I honestly, I think, I get so much hate and crap for doing FBM. Cause everyone's like, that's just too much
1: work and all that and, crap. And I'm yeah. like, well, whatever. Yeah. I mean, but those are the people <laughs> that who's, who's opening preps at, it? You, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> I made like 30 K last year, just doing FBM.
1: So no. I completely agree. That is by far the best thing you can be doing And like, you know, it takes a little bit more time in the micro, but it saves you a ton of time in the macro because you get to learn a lot quicker. Right. Cause you get feedback on a purchase a lot quicker. So I'm like super happy. But I'd say even nice, like I'm just looking at like some list. I'm just generally like seeing more FBM people on it from like a purely like an individual developmental perspective. That's like good. One, people are willing to be working harder. That's good for the world. Right. But two, they're also making more money and, and they're moving quicker on stuff. Right. If you can like decrease the time you take action on something, right. Just going to pay off in like all areas of life, basically on that. But yeah, Gary. <laughs>
2: Michaela, how did you start to identify some of the products that you went deep on last year? Because I do think coming into back to school this year, I I think there's just more content in terms of proactively sourcing, right? That's something that Miles and I have been harping on a a bunch the past couple of weeks and, and really month. But last year, I don't necessarily think there was as much context and content in terms of finding some of these products. So take us back to last year in terms of like tactically, how you went to like, Find the products that you ended up doing super super well on.
0: Um. So last year we had. Were you in the group last year? The back to school group, the text message chat. Oh, we had? It's so
1: good. We were talking in there yesterday. We we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't like, know if we- I was. I,
2: I don't think I was. <laughs> yes, you were. Yes, you were. Yes, you were.
1: <laughs> Miles
0: created it, and then we all just kind of fed each other. So like when yeah. there was like a coupon we wanted to use, we all like went ham. We we got the famous footwear code.
2: Oh, yep, yeah, um, yep, yep.
0: Taken down. Oh,
2: that was back to school. That seems like <laughs> a couple months ago. Yes. Holy <laughs> then, That was it.
1: Time flies when you're having fun, man. Time flies when you're having fun. Exactly. So, you
0: know, just having the network of people, honestly, was what kind of fueled me. And then, like, I just took, like, one of those ASINs and then just built upon those. Like, just kept searching similar items. And then I, I, I got led to another category that I didn't even think about. And then another category. So, I kind of just, like, branched off. Just going down rabbit holes,
2: essentially. And and that's the thing that Miles and I were talking about on stream last night. The the adjacent products and adjacent sellers, you can learn so much from, right? Being on one product, whether it's profitable or not, it can lead you to so much information. Like that one box with all the sellers in it, that has so much information, thousands of warm leads, thousands of warm products that theoretically have been filtered in some capacity, right? Because they likely aren't selling it if they were warm, if it wasn't profitable at some point. So just in that one, you know, couple inch square box of of sellers that has extraordinary amounts of information even if that first product wasn't even profitable.
1: Yeah, and there's there's a good mental reframe too that like when you google something on selleramp or when you see something in someone's catalog, right? Like they're doing that stuff to make money like you were saying, uh-huh. right? And especially when you google it and you can see the websites that a product's carried on. For the most part, right, if it's like an arbitrage friendly item, Under Armour, Converse, Adidas, like, you know, a lot of stuff that's mainly OA, right? There's a good chance it's coming from those websites that you're seeing in the Google Shopping box, right? Now, how do we make that stuff profitable, though? That's where all the money is. I think, um, like, one of the biggest things people struggle with is thinking stuff is just going to be profitable at the price that it shows at on Google Shopping once you Google something. Now, I don't want that to be the case because then other people are going to be able to find that. I want to dig into the nitty-gritty right i want to find those specific discounts like the famous footwear stuff we were talking about last year um and everything because i know other people aren't going to get that and that's going to remove competition on my products and then it's like if you're doing this stuff you know on your own you're not really talking to other people the way we always have been since day one like i remember you had the fba michaela page in probably april of last year right that's mm-hmm. like yeah. super smart and long-term thinking one because now it's cool for you to be able to go ahead and look back on that but two, from day one, that's been able to build you leverage and that people are coming to you to talk about this stuff, right? Which is what almost no one has, but the people that have it make all the money. Luckily, it's completely free to put that infrastructure <laughs> in place for yourself. So it's, it's like a really interesting thing um, and, uh, and everything. But yeah, I completely agree. Like that's always been the biggest thing for me, like having that group chat, right? Being able to bounce ideas off of people, being able to get feedback about different stuff, getting really, really tactical here. I think another really, really good thing a lot of you guys listening can go ahead and do is go on keep a Product Finder and search for your favorite brands, right? Or like certain keywords, soccer, football, right? Those products are popping off. Backpacks. Right? Popping you can off.
2: even search by the text in the, in the title. Back
1: text field. Yeah. So you can do the brand field, the category field, the text field, right? Garrett, you have like a really good YouTube video on that, right? On KPI. Yep. Right. Cool. Yeah, so what KPF allows you to do basically, and what's interesting so I didn't even know how to use it till like three months ago. I always thought it was like 2000 keep, keep
2: a product finder is something. I've been putting out content for a very long time.
1: And I just now realized I should have been doing it all along, and luckily I was coddled to have you guys from day one to help me with stuff. You know, That was what led <laughs> to me not needing to do that all along. Um, but I think that's a really, really good thing because what you can do with Keep a product finder right, is you can plug in 0 to 100,000 sales rank, Amazon out of stock, a buy Brox price minimum or a low price minimum or maximum, right? You can plug in, I only want products that have zero to 10 sellers, but that have a 90 day average of 15 plus, right? So that way I'm looking at only stuff that's going down in competition. And then once you place that search and you know, a lot of stuff, probably not going to make sense to watch Garrett's video on it, right? Anyone listening, you can go ahead and filter to what's going up in price. So forget asking what type of products are good. All we care about is data keep us going to tell you what's doing best because if something's going up in price and going down in competition people are making money on it right and if the price is stable we know people are making money on it right because logically that's the only reason people wouldn't drop that price basically
2: yeah and then to take that even further what you can really do if you find a backpack listing that was good last year right you could even filter back the buy box rotation 365 days and so you could see the sorts of sellers that were selling it at that premium last year, right? And so as it being that we're in that sort of money time frame now, especially if you're willing to do FBM, you can keep an eye and keep tabs on those sellers that were doing it and taking part last year. And the theory is that they're probably going to at least be looking at that sort of stuff this year. And so you can act on that stuff super, super quick. All it takes is like five, six backpack listings to not necessarily buy those backpacks to be connected to 15, 20, 30 sellers that were doing it last year. And there's a chance that out of those 30 sellers, a couple of them, two, three, five of them are probably doing the same thing this year. And then you have all that information at your fingertips.
1: Or, right, if, if they were doing backpacks last year and now their store is full of like grocery and beauty items, you know, <laughs> that's probably working better for them. So that might be wholesale stuff to go out and take a look at, right? Like we all can learn so much from other sellers, whether that be, you know, on zoom calls, like, I mean, we're technically on one right now and such group chats, being in the community, or just looking at what they're selling. Right. And then reverse engineering it. I know if this product's carried on a bunch of these websites, they've got to be getting it profitable somewhere. If they came into stock a week ago, right? So now I just have to figure out the discount codes, whether that be messing around on Google, hitting up the customer support talking to other sellers in a discord, right? Like these, these discounts exist and you can find them. You just got to like, you know, go out and do it. And then, you know, there's certain discounts we were talking about two years ago, Garrett. I remember being really nervous that like it was going to go away tomorrow. <laughs> Someone like I'd I, like sent a lead to a coaching student yesterday that like <laughs> that they used that coupon. It's like crazy. We're literally 30 months later um, in terms of stuff uh, we're taking a look at basically. And everything, what were some mistakes he made last year with back to school, Michaela? And then I'll go into some I've made too. Um, I
0: think my biggest mistake is not having the right shipping supplies whenever you're getting ready to do like (laughs) FBM. I um I did do like FBM before back to school. So like it wasn't like I was like completely new to it, but I had not done it at that caliber. Like people don't realize the amount that you're going to be doing for back to school compared to regular day like regular times. It's it's way different. So like I underestimated, I guess, you know, the the caliber this was going to be so i didn't order it nearly enough supplies and i just i had to use some stuff that i didn't want to have to use like i went to the ups store and had to buy like bubble mailers which are really expensive they were like two dollars yeah. yeah like two dollars a bag and like if, if you go on to like amazon they're like 50 cents max a
1: bag so it's like well
2: that's the thing about I a lot of the shipping $2. surprises you can't pick them up locally which is no <laughs> super weird yeah
1: well, let's talk about that. So like for this is just even just good beginner training for people in general, right? So your four by six labels for your Rolo printer, you got to be getting those for free from UPS. You can search UPS free shipping supplies. They're going to let you order one through the website and then you're going to email them and give them your account number. They're going to send you unlimited. They're going to be they're going to look like giant rolls of toilet paper. It's honestly pretty good banter um, right there. So that's for FBA. Um, Your FNC labels, which are going to be for FBA. I'm just get those on Amazon. Um, and then, so for FBM, right, poly mailers, 9 by 12 12x16, 12 by 19x24 from Amazon. Just go buy, go buy 50 of each right now, and then you'll restock as needed right there. Um, boxes, where are we getting boxes from for, like, shoes and such?
0: Um, I try to recycle. Not any branded.
1: Not. Like, brand. Just plain brown. Very true. Just plain
0: D- brown. brown.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's that's some serious sauce right there. So if the box says Walmart, unfortunately, don't use it. Um, but um certain of these retailers will send unbranded box, Foot Locker especially, is one of them where they, they send pretty nice ones right there. So yeah. Uh, recycle when possible. Um and definitely would you, uh, would you
2: not send shoes in a poly? in one of those non-terrible bags? Well,
1: so now here we go, right? So I mean I don't. <laughs> uh, I think anyone with a brain won. However, um I ordered basketball shoes from Amazon just because it was good banter. I knew I was over pants, like whatever. I just like generally curious the process. And they send me them in a polymer. So that means a lot of the boxes, a lot of sellers are worrying about making sure they're perfect when they send the FBA are actually just being fulfilled to customers in in poly, uh, like poly bags, honestly. So it's an interesting reframe because like- I always used to ship them
2: in bags in the way beginning when I s- did well, choose- he did from-
1: so much stuff that was reckless back in the day. Yeah, yeah. And especially like the stuff without box lids, it's like, dude, it's not a big deal. You know what I mean? But it's like, you shouldn't be doing it the vast majority of the time, but it's like, one or two things it's, it's funny,
2: as like the as your career in Amazon goes on, like once you start you're like completely straight edge by the books, like you're tiptoeing screen yeah. <laughs> I mean, product, like whatever and as the months and years go on, it's like oh, I can get away with that, I can get yeah. away with that. Oh, one authenticity, yeah, I don't care about that.
1: You know oh, what I'm well, saying? Just, easy to beat too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just I just beat oh, one. Actually, yeah. I just, just got a message from someone that they beat one as well. Um, With that, But I'd say definitely another major thing. I'm curious your guys' thoughts on this. Um, Are you doing zero-day or one-day handling time, Michaela, to get more buy-box share? Um, I actually switched it to two days because I was getting way overwhelmed. I was
0: sending out like 200 boxes a day kind of thing. Uh,
2: Is that currently or last year?
1: No, that that was like last week before I left for work. Oh, you're getting soft. You're getting soft. Okay, (laughs) right there. No, I'm kidding. I mean, what's interesting is I've been in two-day forever. I never even changed it. Um, But – uh, if you're listening to this and you know, you're know you getting on these listings, right? you might not be getting the buy box share you want to be. If you're seeing other people getting buy box share in a listing FBM, you probably can too. What's cool is that to become accustomed to that, right? to see if FBM people are getting the buy box, you want to go on Keepa and go to data and then buy box stats and look at the FBA column right there as well. Um, under the buy box where it says new... Parentheses five right there, you can click in and see the delivery dates of different sellers, and you're going to see that the people are getting the buy box are the ones that have the, the closest delivery dates. Now, you have control over that as an FBM seller way better than you do as an FBA seller because you can choose your handling time, right? And I'd highly recommend as many of you guys as possible, if you can, move to zero day handling time, 2 p.m. cutoff or 12 p.m. cutoff, right? Or um or one day handling time because that's gonna move your delivery dates closer and it's gonna help you get more buy box share. But it sounds like you were using that in the past, Mikhail, to get the ball rolling.
0: Yeah, back in court I've it has been like zero day handling time since I did it from the time I started last year until oh, so quarter four. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, did yeah. took quarter four, and then what? What like just was I was like I can't do anymore. Was whenever I had five hundred packages due on on a I've Monday, had, and I I just yeah. couldn't do
1: it. I my my peak I think in my Amazon account at one time was 900 um right there and you're just like so many things can go wrong because like ODR is one percent mm-hmm. right so it's yeah. like the post office could just not scan all of this stuff and it is those whole things and I look forward to that anxiety this year as well too actually <laughs> um on, on that I'm definitely going back to Pennsylvania to to pump that to the moon basically but yeah I think that's like the biggest kind of takeaway is right like the products don't really matter the data is what matters and that FBM you can like completely change your life in terms of how you see this stuff and everything you guys can see like you're seeing on the listings if you're looking you can see more fbm people if they're fbm you can see how long they've been on it. if they've been on it for a month if their stock counts going up and down or if they have the red max order limits on you know they're making money on stuff too because they're trying to hide how much stock they have from yeah. as well um with that yeah mistakes i've made definitely um was I mean, back in the day, two years ago, especially, I was only FBM. Um, so I could have made way more if I was FBA. I don't know why I was like that, but I just was. Um, and then definitely, like, y- you learn in retrospect, like, I am just disgusted that I never sold shin guards. Like, disgusted. Mm-hmm. Looking at it's like, how did I miss that? Right. The nice thing is, I know exactly how I missed it. And I wasn't using Keep a Product Finder because otherwise I would have seen what was going up by 50%, what was going up by 100%. Right. Then I would have been able to take advantage of that. Um, as well. Uh, Gary, you have any thoughts on uh, just different types of products people should be looking at as well?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, a backpack, I, clothes actually I, all like the standard clothes are going to go up, like okay. sweatshirts, sweatpants, backpacks, Crayola is a big brand, all that sort of stuff. And like we said before, don't necessarily pigeonhole yourself into a type of product. Just let the data dictate where you're looking, right? Let the storefronts that were successful last year dictate where you're looking. Um I just noticed that her uh, Oregon Prep Center has Nike hat. That's that's fine. Oh, that's,
1: that's fine. I just, I just <laughs> that's
2: F- such a hat. vibe.
1: Um,
2: uh, FBM question: How do you handle? How did you handle all like the customers? Oh, I don't. I didn't get the package on time. Yada yada yada. Because I'm sure that's a question that, or or at least uh, a worry of a lot of sellers heading into the volume season this year.
0: Yeah, I have, like, a, a low tolerance for scammers and stuff like that. So, like, when, when I start out, I'm pretty aggressive. I, I send an email basically telling them, like, hey, we are going to, like, open a, a case with the police and stuff. Like, if somebody's, like, like, a Porsche pirate, like, I'm, like, dead serious. I'm, like, I'll contact the USPS and I will get the coordinates or UPS. I'll get the coordinates. And most of the time, it seems it's like people life. don't.
1: So I, I call people bluffs like crazy. Typically, I just won't respond. I'll make them follow up with me, right? And that's another one of those things where like you're supposed to respond within 24 hours. But like, I'll tip personally, I'll typically just call people's bluffs and make them follow up with me. Yeah. As uh, as well.
0: Yeah, just uh, give them give them heck. Don't just be like, oh, okay, here's your refund or whatever. Or I'll send you a new one. Like play hardball with them. Like don't just give give up real easily because a lot of these people, they A, what I found out, a, they're obviously just being stupid and they're just trying to get for free. Or B, like the carrier just delivered it late or maybe they deliver it to the wrong address. Maybe it's down the road from them. Maybe it's behind their house or whatever. It's at the different door or not in the right mailbox. And then they find it within like a few days. So like I try to give them some time so that way if it does come late that they can find it in that period before I do eventually give them their money back or, yeah, or
2: if they live in an apartment complex, maybe like the, yeah. the person didn't bring it to their door or whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's t- a lot of different cases. Yeah, and what you want to do too is you know, for anyone listening, you want to encourage them to open up an A to Z claim because as long as you're shipping stuff on time, you're protected. And it's interesting. Amazon actually takes the L on that stuff too. Um, right there. Is that a Celsius or a white claw, Garrett? Oh, of course <laughs> yeah, it's it is. Uh, dude, I like Logan thought it was a white and what it, so we're reco- for contact. This is one oh five p.m. It's it's what a ten oh five a.m. Yeah yeah okay out in oregon right there a little, little celsius Dude, I actually i hate
2: off topic i hate how similar they look because i get like self-conscious drinking one while i'm driving because it's oh. like true you know what i'm saying true. like i could be driving drinking a celsius and i want people to think i'm pounding a white claw as i'm driving down the road <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's hilarious uh back to the customer service <laughs> FPM uh, side of things um, it's actually really not that much work though. You know what I mean? It can be knocked out in like five minutes a day. Like, I mean, I got people who are commuting 45 minutes each way telling me they don't want the hassle of customers. I'm like my brother in Christ, like the sky is falling. Like, like what, what? come on, man. Like, like you need this dude. Like, or at least, and, and Hey, that's, I guess being willing to do that stuff is why we win.
2: And uh, are, you, are you, so are you doing any sort of real back to school volume this year? Or is it pretty much? Cause I know you're pretty much wholesale, right?
1: yeah
0: um i actually am doing mostly back to school like fbm stuff can't like i'm not no.
1: can't say no to I'm, just, yeah, I'm, sure. I'm
0: not yeah, i'm not gonna pass up the opportunity i don't know i'm just trying to like honestly i'm not trying to do like major like revenue i'm just trying to make the most profit i can so like right. even if i if i do like 100k and i make 20 percent net I'd rather do that than do 200 K and make 5% or whatever. No. Like I, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter to me anymore. Especially like I, just, when you're I talking
2: care about the product. products, right? It's a
0: whole yeah. lot more. Yeah.
1: Yeah, And you learn, cause now you have the choice, right? Where you have a lot of OA opportunity, right? You have a lot of wholesale opportunity. If you want, you have a yeah. lot of with other business, right? And you've gotten to that point where you can optimize down and people want to optimize pick and choose. I made a video about this for Twitter this morning. Like, especially with like the whole returns argument, it's like people that are doing 100 to 300K a month in rev are telling people who do 5 to 10K a month in rev, like, oh no, re- like returns aren't worth the so It's like, no, they're not worth the hassle for you because you have the choice where you got <laughs> tons of stuff you can buy. When you're new, it's insanity to not buy a 60% ROI ship, right? Yeah. When, when whatever, your returns are going to lower the ROI by 11%, but you're still going to make 50% and you're getting 6% cash back Right, and it's it's just a lead that's going to build confidence and have a lot of intangible benefits too. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, And you Mm -hmm. know, nice thing is now you know we all have choice where we can optimize down with that with that stuff and everything, which is cool. I'm trying to think what are some other back to school questions I've been getting a lot. Oh, last day to send an FBA inventory. Curious your guys' thoughts on this. Um, I'm just telling people uh, there's really no cutoff. I mean, you can see on Cuba charts like stuff pumps until like it's September in some cases. However, for higher competition stuff. The peak is going to be by far August 5th to the 20th, mm-hmm. right there. Really? So, um, personally, I think it makes absolutely no sense to even consider FBAing something August 10th when you could simply sell it in the next two hours. FBM, yeah, personally, I, I think that it, 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 rather than you know, because FBM de risks you completely because it removes the whole price, tag. <sighs> right? You know, that there's tons of deals going on with OA right now, like uh, you know, I'm making videos about them stuff, and it's like Sure, two or three weeks from now, there are going to be more sellers. Probably not going to be more sellers seventy-two hours from now. Once Adidas delivers that package to you, and you're going to be diligent, you're going to be micro-optimized. And you're going to be on that, ready to turn it on that day, list it that day, get the repricer on that day. And that's the difference between people who get really—it's just giving a shit. You know what I mean? It's at the end of the day, like like you know, where you put your focus is where you get results. Yeah. Or if
2: you really want to live on the edge and feel something, you turn it on before it gets there. That's when you. No, yeah. That's I mean, when you start yeah. to live life a little bit. <laughs> yeah,
1: and, and that's the thing, though. It's like especially a lot of like a lot of popular listings. It's like worst comes to worst. You should go pick it up same day at Dick's Sporting Goods and break even. You know, or make ten percent. It's like whatever. You know what I mean? You're still learning. You're still getting revenue, which is teaching you stuff, right? It's, it's giving you a positive feedback loop, right? I think that's a that's a very very good thing. But I, as we finish up here, you know where where we think people should really be putting their focus. I think definitely. Prog finder, price increase searches, zero-day handling time if you can, right? FBMing as much as possible if you can, right? And uh, I'm just curious your guys' thoughts as we finish up here, just the best things people can do to maximize this.
2: Um, it was actually interesting. Chris put out a, a tweet a couple of days ago. He was like, "The um, I guess the like the, the back-to-school lists are public info. So he was like, if you're a parent, take your kids' back-to-school list, and that's a bolo list right there.
1: Yeah, that's the point. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's smart.
1: I, yeah, definitely. Like, you know, just figure out what's going up in price. You know, product finder's going to do it for you. Storefront stock off backpack listings. You know these people are making money out because the competition's going up, but the price is still going up, right? So we know that wealth is being printed, right? So it's like, you know, just just use these clues, right? And then stop being afraid of everyone that's doing Amazon, right? All you guys listening, right? No one's ever heard your voice. No one's ever seen your face, right? Meanwhile, there's a ton of good info being shared between other people who are, you know building leverage for themselves and making friends online they're having more fun they're making more profit right they're working less right like we all get to do you know after taking this time to comp up and everything so i definitely you know what i mean like uh, i'll keep saying it every episode like you got to be doing that stuff like it's just so it just makes your life so much easier right see like people say they don't have time to do it you don't have time not to do it because right. when you make friends it's a hell of a lot less work so it saves you a bunch of time and hey, it's a lot more fun too Speaking of all
2: that, you know who's been on the timeline a lot is like Pete and his his squad.
1: There like, we go. Those are my guys. So th- that's a yeah, group. Dre, chat. Pete. That's a, a group chat I put together. That's yeah. Fletcher Miles matchmaking incorporated right? <laughs> I, I put that group. those guys are fucking awesome. Max,
2: I think there's a couple Max's Max, yeah.
1: Peter Mason um, Dre a couple other guys man I
2: hope they're still there. listening they would oh. They would appreciate that oh, we'll
1: see I, a couple of them are smiling right now I'm like Max is probably about to FaceTime you right when you he hear <laughs> on, on that. but yeah that, and we'll do those guys are doing numbers we're gonna do episodes gonna yeah do Yeah, it's good stuff thanks for coming on Michaela. we really appreciate, yeah, it. appreciate it and then where can people follow you prep center stuff like that where can they check that out
0: um all of my handles are fba Michaela, and then our prep center is oregon prep center so
1: tweet, fantastic okay, cool thanks everyone for listening we'll see you guys in the next one